The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good afternoon, 4 o'clock on your local radio station, anytime on podcast or webcast. I'm J. Michael McCoy, and this is The View from a Pew on YouTube.com. Search for The View from a Pew, and we are on like 17 podcast sites. And if you look us up on the web or you go to one of our videos on YouTube, um, you'll see a white box which has all of the places uh, that we have our podcast. Now, let me tell you this. If your podcast platform that you like is not on there, I want to know about it because we'll get on there for you. Uh, All you have to do is email me, Mac, M-A-C, at theviewfromapew.com. M-A-C at theviewfromapew.com. And so we thank you for being with us today. All this week, it's uh, about uh, the garden and that we are garden keepers. And that was our first job given to us by God in Genesis. And that's with Pastor Delmar Austin uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But on Tuesdays, We have a special guest, a man who is an alumni of Dallas Theological Seminary, alumnus, and his name is Theo, and we're going to be in the 37th week of the Book of Romans. And I want to ask you this, Theo, what's the big idea today? Thanks for asking me that question, Mac. The big idea of the day for week 37 is... Sinful influence is an inescapable principle in the justified believer's life. This point can be Did you write that yourself? (laughs) I actually did, Matt. That was pretty good. I like that. Yeah, we'll see if we can clarify it here in just a few minutes. All right, let's open up with some prayer, and then it'll be uh, week 37 of The Roman Road with Theo. Take it away, Theo. Okay, all right. Well, let me do a little clarifying first, and we'll pray. This point can be clarified through comparison. The principle of gravity is inescapable for all humans. The principle of aerodynamics is inescapable for all aircraft. The principle of sinful influence is inescapable for justified believers. As we saw in Romans chapter 6, our old self has died with Christ. Sin is no longer our master. Yet, as we see this week in Romans 7, verses 21 through 23, there remains a persistent dynamic or principle of the influencing presence of sin. So let's pray and we'll review. Thank you, Lord, that we can be together today to study the book of Romans. Considering where we are in Christ, may we understand that the influencing presence of sin is an inescapable principle in the justified believer's life. Thank you for the gospel, the good news. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He rose on the third day 
according to the scriptures. In that process, he gave us the free gift of salvation through faith only. And now, may everything we say and do be honoring to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, Mac, the book of Romans is made up of five pillars of theology. Sin, chapter 1, verse 18, through chapter 3, verse 20. Salvation, chapter 3, verse 21, through chapter 5, verse 21. Sanctification, which is where we are now, chapters 6 through 8. Sovereignty, chapters 9 through 11. And service, chapter 12 through chapter 15, 13. So let's briefly review sin. In chapters 118 through 320, we find the clear idea that all people are sinners. According to Romans 3, 10 through 11, there is none righteous, not even one. None who does good, there is not even one. So let's go to salvation in chapters 321 through chapter 5. To see God's remedy for this sin problem, let's quote from the New Living Translation Bible, chapter 3, verses 22 and 24. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. Now let's go on to the third theological pillar of Romans, chapters 6 through 8, where we are today. Sanctification is becoming progressively more like Christ, set apart from the world. Once we are saved positionally, that is justified, what do we do? How do we live? Chapter 6 of Romans answers that question by explaining the justified believer's relationship to sin. Our old self died, figuratively, with Christ. The surviving new self is no longer under the mastery of sin. Unfortunately, though, as we discuss today, it is a principle that we are inescapably influenced by the presence of sin. Let's go to chapter 7 of Romans, which addresses the justified believer's relationship to the law. In Romans 7, 1 through 20, we see that our new self has been released from the law and joined to Christ. Yet, God's gift of the law continues to inform humans about what is sin. It is supposed to curb sin and, like a mirror, show humans their fleshy weakness and inability to be righteous. Paul, a justified believer, admits he is still of flesh or fleshy. This flesh continues, then, to tempt Paul to sinfulness. Though Paul desires to keep the law, he can't in his own strength. Justified believers of themselves cannot overcome this unexplainable and ever-present indwelling flesh that seeks to serve sin. As a result, 
for the justified or even the unjustified, focusing on obeying the Mosaic law with our human will or desire will end in frustration. This, despite the fact that the Mosaic law is good. Focusing on humanly obeying the law is an attitude of, I got to, which ultimately leads to the frustration of legalism. Now for our new verses for the week, Romans 7, 21 through 23. First, let's look at 721 and read it. I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. Here, Paul is looking back upon the persistent influence of evil sinfulness in his life, found in verses 14 through 20. He describes this as a principle or rule of his life, notwithstanding his wanting to do good. The Greek word nomos, which is translated here as principle, can mean either mosaic law or principle. Interestingly, Paul uses nomos five times in our three verses for this week. Nomos, in earlier verses of chapter 7, has been repeatedly used as meaning the mosaic law. Here, only the nomos in verse 22 is probably intended to refer to the Mosaic Law. The remaining four uses of nomos have a broader meaning along the lines of principle or acts that are customary, normative, or traditional. We will see this use of nomos again in chapter 8, verse 2, where we will see the principle, nomos, of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus contrasted to the principle, nomos, of sin and death. So again, what is the, quote, principle of evil, end quote, that is present in Paul? It is what we mentioned as the big idea today. It is that there is an inescapable, influencing presence of sin in the justified believer's life despite the justified believer's desire to do good, to think and act in a godly fashion. We often experience this when we are dissatisfied with our health, bank account, or relationships, or other things. Our minds are, then, open to sinful coveting, rather than continuous thankfulness for the blessings God has showered upon us. Now let's look at Romans 7.22 and read it. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man. This verse translates nomos as law rather than principle. The Mosaic law is spiritual, holy, righteous, and good from verses 14 and 12. It could also be referring to the law of Christ, which, in short, is to love God and love others with the help of the Holy Spirit. You can see references to this in Galatians 6.2 and 1 Corinthians 9.2. Paul is expressing that he joyfully concurs with this divine standard. This joy is another reason why Paul is most likely talking about himself as a justified believer 
rather than, as some might contend, an unbelieving Jew. The reference to the inner man is probably referring to or associated with the new self. A reference to an outer man would more likely be identified with the flesh, which is associated with the old self. Now let's look at Romans 7.23. But I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is in my members. Paul now once again desires to discuss the principle of evil found in our first verse 21. Paul does this by describing it as a different law from the law of God in the inner man in verse 22. So what's the application? The Christian life is not a cakewalk. It's not easy out there. We are all in a metaphorical war with inescapable sinful influence. It is so pervasive that Paul likens it to our being a prisoner to it. So, Mac, there's week 37. Well, thank you very much, Theo. We will be back, of course, next Tuesday for week 38 as we do an ongoing and as long as it takes Bible study from an alumnus of the Dallas Theological Seminary, Theo, uh, Ted, and myself, but Ted's really the one that knows his Romans. So we really appreciate it that he takes part in being a part of this show every single Tuesday. And if you'd like comments or uh, other such things to send to Ted, you can just put them through me. It's Mac, M-A-C, at theviewfromapew.com. Mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, at theviewfromapew.com. And thanks to the folks at the Divine Truth Christian Store for supporting this weekly program. Divine.